listening to the Success Leaves Clues podcast, where we're having conversations with regular people doing outstanding and legacy-changing things in corporate America and entrepreneurship. If you're looking for the blueprint to help you make less mistakes on your journey to freedom and ultimate purpose, then this is the podcast for you. And now, here's your host, Dr. K. Dr. K. Listen, a lot of times I get excited every time I have a guest. It's always energizing and exciting. But I'm telling you right now to have not only a friend, but the man behind your favorite uh, social media influencer, your man behind the courses, Patrick Olawa. Good to have you, brother. Man, pleasure, 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 Dr. K. I'm I'm excited to be here. Uh, Really, really excited to be here. Just, Just, you know, from getting to connect with you guys, you and your wife before even, you know, before the podcast, before, you know, having this conversation about the podcast, I've been excited about this. Um, so yeah, this is, this is one of those conversations. I just want you to have fun with it. Uh, just, just chop it up, man. (laughs) So So look, something, something stands out to me, right? So um, for those that don't already know, you're the uh, founder of Lever Company. And what, what, what really catches me about your company, not only the, the craft and what you do and how you help people, but I like your tagline. So, you know, being there for the underserved and, and being there for people who aren't represented, what is it, why is that so important? That's a great question. You know, the, the whole idea, starting out building out Levered, part of the, actually, let me take it a step back. Entrepreneurship in a general sense is a super lonely road. Like it's a, it's, it's one of those areas where you go into it and you feel like, oh, you know what? There are tons of entrepreneurs out there and you, you want to you have that good intention to continue to move forward. But then mm-hmm. when you start the journey, it starts feeling like, okay, this is a little bit of a lonely road. But then when you take it one step further and now you are a young man of color and now you're like, all right, who do I connect to? Who, who, can, I, who can help mm-hmm. me? How can I do what I need to be able to do? That's where the the struggles of what I went through to be able to say, you know what, let me see if I can, if I can help people that are underrepresented, underestimated, you know, is, is in that, in that same sense, help them yeah. put a light to their own game. That was like a blessing for me. And so leverage company, that's really what we want to be able to do. That's the, that's where that, that component really steps in to say, let's do something about this differently. You're right. Entrepreneurship is, is lonely. And, you know, as you hear over and over, the, the the more successful you become, the higher you get on this you know ladder of success, the uh, more lonely it gets. And so, your company helps somewhat in in bridging and building some community. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. So so looking at looking at the community aspects, looking at just from a from an overall perspective, right? So as you as we as we all build up this entrepreneurship journey and then we're hitting our little strides, we get our failures, we get our ups, we get our down, we get all the things that's happening in between. The 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 one area that people, you know, we need more as we're building is a sense of unity, a sense of of, of community, a sense of a place where we can we can continue to build. And so what we do, you know, kind of working with our clients is let's take that expertise, what they've got, what they know love and what they do and convert all of that into this digital ecosystem where they can now, all right, you know what? I may not be able to, I might be in California, for example, I might be in California, but 
Maybe somebody out in New York might actually need my idea, might need to be able to tap in with me, might need to learn something from me. Maybe somebody in South Africa might need to know what I know. So it's like, what if we just open that up a little bit more? What if if we can just shift the boundaries a little bit? Now, our physical business place becomes, you know, non-geo restricted where we can now go literally anywhere and connect with people from all over the world that are seeking they're seeking the information that we we just we just bottle up inside of ourselves and so we get to share that out and that's the that's the component of you know just being able to have that community that's the thing that people are missing within this entrepreneurship space is to share more of that you know so so yeah yeah yeah. so when you say underestimated what do you mean by underestimated <laughs> the underestimated part, the underestimated part is that it's a bigger, it's a bigger key because we, you know, there, there are a lot of, okay. There are people today with social media, Instagram, and there, there are a lot of people out there that are killing the game in mm-hmm. a good way. But there are also a lot of people that are killing the game in a bad way, meaning they, they have a lot of hype around them because they're, they might be a social people. They might be, you know, the most articulated individuals, they might be people that you see them and you're like, oh, I want to talk to this person. I want to work with this person. But then you've got the underestimated person that's on the other side, right? That they've got this thing. They, they've got the knowledge. They've got the skill. They've got the know-how. It's just, they're not the people's voice. They're not the people's face. They're not the character. They're not the things that you normally would see. And so that person is an underestimated person just sitting on on all of these things and it's like for us you know mm. for myself that's that's the underestimated person that i want to be able to work with i want to connect with i want to be able to say hey listen you do have something and people want to hear it you just need to repackage it with yourself don't change yourself mm. just be confident to know that yes there are people that are seeking your own voice and being able to kind of focus on those people so that's the that's the area of underestimated. So it's not, you know, it really transcends beyond, you know, skin tone. It, it really is, you know, or gender. It's just really that person that's just struggling to figure like, okay, I've got this thing that's up here. I've got this years of experience, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to articulate myself properly for the world to accept it. Or mm. are people going to l- listen to me as well? You know, yeah. that's, that's part of, that's part of the other component is, I don't feel like I'm good enough that people want to listen to me. That's the other component that, that the, the underestimated entrepreneurs, that's the part where they feel like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Would people listen to me? Would they, would they hear what, I, what I'm saying? Would they even take actions on what I'm saying? And, and that's, yeah. those people need their voice out there and amplified even more because I know they got something in there. You're right. That self-doubt and that imposter syndrome, it happens in the corporate world, in that space. It happens in entrepreneurship. But how do you, as a as a CEO, as a coach, a mentor, how do you bring that out of people? Because somebody like myself, let's just say I got, I have information, I have knowledge, but, but I'm that person you're talking about. How do you get that out of me? Well, the first aspect is, number one is, I, I want you to borrow my belief in you first. Hmm. So that's that's where I start is I know you might have that that imposter syndrome and and trust me, we all got it, man. We all go through it. I go through it in different ways. It's just I've learned how to beat the imposter whenever it shows up to be able to say, man, get out of here. I got this. 
kind of a thing. But then now when, <laughs> when you when you when you're when you're an entrepreneur venturing into a new space, that that hits you even differently, where you're like you're really doubting yourself. And so it's in the first aspect, it's I want to be able to pour my own belief in that person first. I want to be able to like really give you that belief system to be able to let you know, listen, um, I believe in you, but I sincerely believe in you to be able to say, okay, let's take this thing that you've got and let's go step by step by step and then start creating something that I like to call a momentum cycle. So the momentum cycle is, is, is in, in essence, it's just being able to create micro belief systems that the person they see that, wait, I did that? Shit, I did that? I did that? Like they start getting this, this momentum being built up inside of them to be able to cross things off, to be able to say, well, if I'm able to do this, can I do this? If I'm able to do this, can I do this? So now they're starting to get this, this thing built inside of them to be able to eventually, now they're like, all right, I got this. Yeah. So it's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a muscle and it's... um. It kind of reminds me of faith, right? So, like, the, yeah. the more you exercise your faith, the more belief you have. So, it's like, okay, you, you're teaching them to do this thing over and over and have these small victories that are going to build their oh, self-esteem. totally, totally faith, man. Totally faith. It, it, it really is faith-based. And I, I never thought about it like a muscle-type scenario, but I like that. I like that. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that. It, it, it truly is, though. It truly is like a muscle because as we're going through the process, right, yeah. you're 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 – you're, you're going through this thing and sometimes a little bit of a setback to you might feel like, man, the world is over. But mm. then when you have somebody else on the other end, when they're looking at that failure and they're like, you know, on my end, I look at certain failures that people experience. I'm like, OK, good. I needed them to have that failure. So that's where the faith part comes in, where it's we get to do things and, you know, and, I, and I'm a faith based person. So, you know, when I'm looking at things and I, I have a failure or, or we go through failures and we're thinking to ourselves, man, God don't like me. He, he, this, that and the other. We start thinking about different things, but we never stop to think about maybe that failure, that failing had to happen so you can learn something new from it. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working with people, I'm looking for the failure. I want them to fail. I even tell them up front. We're going to fail multiple times in this process, yes, yes. just so that way they can get through that that thought process of that muscle. Man, I like that muscle, and I I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what stops like a lot that. of people dead in their tracks. Is what your your mindset shift is that you look for the failure to occur, right? And you expect right. and you anticipate this failure. Where right. most people, as soon as they hit an obstacle or a roadblock or some type of failure, that's what ends their business or or lowers their self-esteem so much that they don't go forward anymore. Right, right, right. That that's 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 a component that limits people because we we go through this. It's it's not fail, failing. Failing is like one thing where it's like on a on a general standpoint, not just you know a community. This is just from a general standpoint. We always frown upon failure, but we we need to celebrate failing. A little bit more as much as we do celebrate successes because sometimes we forget about you know the highs of the highs is right here the lows of the lows is right here reality is right in the middle right under that reality that's a lot of failing that's happening and then we get the highs and we get we celebrate we get so excited about the highs that we forget that that highs it's a cycle right it's a it's a cycle so we're going through the highs that means we're going to go through this loop and then pick up another level of failure and then move back up to another high. And that's like, 
the bump that we got to go through. But if we don't celebrate the failing part, then it's like, you know, we get this fear that's just built up like, man, I don't want to fail in this thing. I don't want to fail in the world. You just got to fail. What's, what's the best thing about working with people? Uh, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The best thing, honestly, though, the best thing about working with people is the minds, you know, it's, it's, man, I'm, I'm able to learn. I'm able to just learn from different people, different mindset, the way, the way people see things. Um, each individual that I get to work with, they give me a new perspective in, in life because, you know, they've got a totally different perspective than I do. And so being able to work with people and like, and see that, um, you know, I might be doing something one way and I'm all excited about the way I do things. And then somebody I'm trying to show them a different way, but then being able to open up to that person's perspective, then I get to, Oh man, maybe I need to look at it this way. And, and, and being able to work with people, I, I enjoy that part. It's the people part of just connecting with the people, just, just building relationships with them and, and seeing that growth, you know, as it, as it happens. I think, I think that's probably, that's, that's a good question. That's a good question. That's yeah, a good question. It, I asked you that because you're just so good at it. Like the way you, the way you bring that out of people, the way you connect, it seems like a, a natural born gift, right? It's not something that you really had to develop or is this something that, am I, am I wrong? Did that come about? No. Oh man, man, it was not the case. Oh my goodness. It really wasn't the case. Okay. Um, a good friend of mine years back, Dan, uh, he, he, he gave me, so Dan, Dan was, a, was, was one of those people who was like this philosophical person. And part of my struggle, honestly, was I didn't know how to communicate with people. That was actually a struggle for me. And then Dan, Dan had explained this thing called relationship capital. And he was the first person that I ever heard that terminology being used in the, in the way he used it. And till today, years later, almost now, uh, comfortably almost five to seven years ago, um, I still use that terminology, relationship capital, because what he had taught me, what he, and it was just a passing conversation. It wasn't even a, a class that we went into. It was a passing yeah. conversation where he mentioned it and he learned it from a mentor of his. And the relationship capital essentially is being able to take the time and just understand the person that you're talking to. And if you if you disregard everything else, disregard you trying to make a sale, disregard you, whatever your particular motives are, just try to understand the person that you're talking to that in that process, you're building a relationship with that person. One. But in the secondary is there's a capital exchange that's happening. It's not monetary, mm -hmm. but it's more than monetary because and now that relationship, you can leverage the relationship later down the line. And that's where it was like, okay, if that's the case, I'm just going to just clear my head of any, anything else and just like, all right, let me just get to know the person I'm talking to. Let me just get to know them. If I work with them, cool. If I don't work with them, cool. Let me just get to know them. And that's where the love of like, I kind of like working with people, like started like yeah. building up because it was never natural for me. It, was, it truly, it truly was never natural for me. I'm, um, I'm like the, I still kind of am. <laughs> I still kind of am. Uh, so, you know, on Instagram, on social media, I'm not out there like that. Uh, that's the reason why that's great, great points. That's the reason why Levitt Company works behind the scenes. 
That's mm. the reason why, because I was never the outgoing communicative person. It was like, I started a company. Now we've just crossed over 10 years going into 11. But when we started a company, I was the shy guy. I was like, you know what? I know I can do this. I was the underestimated person. Wow. You know, I was that underestimated yeah. person. I need people to give me a shot. But I was also afraid of being in the public face because mm -hmm. it was just never my scene. I just, I didn't know how to talk to people very well. Going through that process, I learned, you know, how to sort of like connect with people, communicate with people and, and build better relationship, you know, in that, in that regard. But that whole thing was just, it was never, it was not natural for me, man. I wish I could say it was natural. That thing wasn't natural for me at all. Well, I guess, I guess 10, 11 years later, it seems real natural. Great personality. And, um, the, it's mostly the community that I see that you always are there for and building. Like yeah. you're the bridge, the glue that, you know, brings people together and helps people, uh, you know, business grow and thrive. Yeah. Oh, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, it, it is, it is, it, it's, um, I, I like the behind the scene aspect. Um, because it, there's a there's a little bit of a fulfillment that comes in with it because we all have our shine, you know. Mm -hmm. We're we were all made to shine, no matter what roles we're playing. Even a janitor is made to shine as a janitor, yep. just as much as a CEO is made to shine as a CEO. It's just a an acceptance of you knowing, you know what? I've got something that I can share with the world. I've got something, I've got a gift that I've been blessed. God giving me this gift to be blessed, to be able to say, hey, you know what? You may not be the person that becomes that, that is that face, but you would be the one to elevate the faces because those faces wow. needs to be elevated. And so yeah. I know what that calling is for myself. And I, I, I hold on to that thing real hard and like, yeah, let me get this community going. Let me get those people connecting with together. Let me... I am happy being behind the scenes and we, we're killing it, doing it that way. So it, it's like, I find my area of strength and we're just killing it through that area. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but just finding that purpose uh, inside of my own work as well. So it's a cool thing. Look, it's a looking cool back thing. several years ago, when, when you were that underestimated person, you were that underestimated business, mm. how did you find the shot? Who, who gave you an opportunity? My first mentor, my, my very first mentor gave me, he, he would be, man, my first mentor did not actually give me a shot. Let me take that back. He didn't actually give me a shot. What I did was I worked for my first mentor for a year and a half for free for him to give me a shot. One year and a half for free, just showing up to this guy's office day in, day out. And till today, we're amazing friends. Met him back in 2012, and this guy had a red Ferrari, and I was like, man, I was like in my, in my early 20s, and I'm like, I want to drive one of those. And I spoke to the guy. I was like, hey, is it okay if I took a picture with your car? Like, that was, yeah. that was where the whole thing started. Like, can I take a picture with your car? And he was like, yeah, 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 go ahead. He was like, he was super down to earth, dude, though. Um, got into his car, took some pictures, and um, and then, you know, asked him if he had any job, um, job opening type scenario, you know, for, at his place. But he said he, he had nothing at the time. So the next, I would say like maybe like the next week or so, then I came into the office, dropped in. I was like, yeah, I came to see John. Um, I remember the, the lady in the front, Michelle, uh, you know, she was like, do you have an appointment? I was like, no, but I'm supposed to be his assistant. And she was like, I am his assistant. And then she got mad. And <laughs> she was like, <laughs> she 
She's like, I am his assistant. Is John trying to replace me? Like stuff like that. And, you know, I was like, no, 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 no. And then, you know, John uh, was like, yeah, I remember you. You're not my assistant. I was like, yeah, no, I just, I'm just here to help, you know, whatever you need me for. (laughs) (laughs) You gave yourself a job. I gave myself a job. I was like, I, I just, I just came to help. I just want to do whatever I can to like, you know, whatever you need me for, let me know. And, you know, I just, I showed up, um, helping him set up his meeting rooms and, and just really just being there and learning from the guy, um, literally learning from the guy. He's an, he's an attorney that's also a businessman, but he made his business, his wealth is actually built on his business. He's actually the, the executive director of the movie from the book, Think and Grow Rich. So the book Think and Grow Rich had a movie. Yeah. Okay. That was created. He is the executive producer of that movie. Incredible. So when I met him, this Korean dude, I met him and I was like, John, help me out. I like I need to learn from you. I need to be able to pick your brain. And the guy gave me some love and then gave me some love initially, but he just allowed me to still show up. And it went from, all right, go to In N Out, go to Taco Bell pick up random stuff he loves in and out. He's like this nine-figure millionaire guy that's just like nine-figure guy that's just like, he loves his in and out. And so I would, I started out first, you know, like I'll pick up some in and out runs for him. And then I was like, okay, then at night, then it was, hey, come over to the, come over to the house. He lives in Calabasas. His next door neighbor is Will Smith. Mm. So from, from, his, from his patio, we can see Will Smith's patio in Calabasas. And wow. so it was, it was just at night, that's the time he had time. And so at night I would drop by, you know, just like, Hey, how's it going? And that's where the learning was going on. The learning was happening 12 at night to two in the morning, almost on a daily basis, because I stopped by and I'm there and I'm not leaving. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just sit there and I'm listening to him going through meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings. And I started learning his business, understanding business structure, understanding how things are being put together. And he was the one that was like, okay, I've got a meeting coming up. I want you to come with me. And that's when it first now started. Then I started going to his actual physical meetings and started growing from that standpoint. When I'd said, I want to open up Levered back in 2015, when I was like officially saying, I want to be able to make Levered an incorporation because I started out Levered back in 2013 and then was an LLC because of his idea. I thought about it. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. And then so I learned from it and I said, all right, John, what's my next move? I need to be able to, you know, switch up the company over to an S Corp or, you know, or he was one like he said, switch it over to an S Corp yeah. and introduce me to like all the financial players. Talk to this person, talk to this person, talk to this person, introduce mm-hmm. me to uh, Damien John, Barbara Cochran, um, introduce me to, um, a few other people, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank, he was like friends with those people. And yeah. so he was able to kind of get me in the rooms. That was my first shot. That was where it wasn't, I didn't have any official business, but it was just the association changed from that point. That's where my association started changing for me to start like realizing these people are still normal people. They just think differently. They just operate differently. They just run differently. They're all normal people. It's just how they look at the world. That's what changes. And so, so it's, it's in that particular space. I started like, okay, let me pick up a few things. Let me understand what's going on. Let me understand how these people do their thing. 
Um, and it just, it just grew from there, you know, it just grew from there. But so today that would be my, my first shot. Definitely, man. Yeah. I earned that first shot with John. I earned but, that first shot. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this story and I'm like, okay, John gave you this shot, but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm quite sure there's a lot of people that are knocking at his door, looking for opportunity. There's a lot of people that are, you know, seeing him on the streets or trying to get in the room or anything like this with him. And I think the reason he gave you that shot, and it's one of my favorite lines, is um, having a spirit of excellence. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. you showed up day in and day out. You showed who you are and your greatness, and that's why he was willing to invest. Because nobody at his level wants to put no. their name on the line, right? They don't want to introduce you to these people because right. you could make them look bad. Exactly. 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 Yeah. No, it was, what, it was, it was, such, a, it was such a so great, long. great, great, great uh, experience. What, what made me stick to it, <laughs> a few things. Uh, during that timeline, I lost my place. So I was homeless at that point. So then I needed to really find a place to go. Um, so this is, this, this man, I was, I was in such a dark, very, very dark place. I was in such a dark place and I needed to be in an environment that was, um, that was a little bit more like, uplifting i mentioned i show up you know i'm, I'm not I'm, I'm at his house up you know out there late he didn't know i was homeless in my head i'm like look i'm gonna maximize as much time that i have in enjoying his, his wife made some great food so enjoying some good food <laughs> so i'm like i was taking advantage of multiple things in my head at the same time so it's like i know this is like one, I'm learning from this guy. But number two, you know, yeah, I get to eat while I'm there. I get to, you know, join, have a nice little conversation with him. I show up in his office. I can run around, do stuff in the in the little break room. I can do my own stuff in the break room. Across the street was a Starbucks. So I come to the office, go to the Starbucks across the street, and do whatever work that I need to do on my own business. Yeah. So that way I am not far away so that if I am needed, or anybody is needed. I wanted to know that if he needed anybody, I was there. Mm. Even though he had his team, I wanted it to be that I'm not that far away. I'm still working on my business. I'm still building my own business, but I wanted it to be that if I needed that shot, he was right. Like if he needed, sorry, if he needed somebody, I was there. He needed to be able to do a meeting. He needed to set up a meeting. He needed to, whatever the case might be, I needed to know. I needed him to know that he's got a clutch person like, Right there, yeah. That, wow. that. Listen, oh, there's a man. lot of there's a lot of value that can be you know gathered and and received from volunteering, but yeah. I think today we live in a society where it's it's what's in it for me, um, how how fast can I make some money, you know, yeah. what can I basically leech and and suck out of somebody, you know, from resource wise, and it, it's. It's a it's a valuable lesson that you have here that I'm I'm glad and grateful that the audience is going to get a chance to hear that and and hopefully you know take some jewels from that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But it, but you're right though. You're right. It's we're we're in a timeline right now. You know, with the with the whole microwave mentality where people are always like people are constantly trying to see you know what's in it for me. How can I get mines? You know, stuff like that. Like people are constantly yeah. trying to see. How can I do something I, I without worrying about who I'm doing it with? But it's like, I want to get my own portion out of it. 
I don't care what value they get, but I want to know I've got my own value and I'm out of the way. And it's it's such a it's such a messed up thinking that we as a as a as a world we're growing into this. I need to I need I need to see my own thing now first before you get to yeah. get yours, kind of a thing. And it, I think from an entrepreneur standpoint, if there's ever you know some some of the some of the things that I would say, hey, this is something an entrepreneur needs to do is one taking that collaboration step and <clears throat> and really looking at things to say, you know what. Let me just see what I can learn from this particular scenario, what I can give into this particular scenario in, in that relationship capital. What can I give into that relationship to be able to help increase that relationship and where it's going and things like that? And, and I think that is one thing that people are missing today, man. People are missing that like heavy yeah. today. Yeah, I remember how. Um, it used to be you always had an internship before you went on graduating college right. internship. And now you couldn't get people to do an internship. It'd be like twisting their arm because they want to see how much are they going to make. They right. don't understand you've got you've got years to build success. Yeah. Even if they even if it's a paid internship, yeah. they start, they start gauging it. They start gauging it like, yo, so am I over minimum wage? <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> like they start, they start negotiating the pay. I'm like, seriously, you have an opportunity to like, there's something, there's some things that are worth more than money. Like, like the monetary value of certain certain things, people don't get to realize that there's there's some things that are worth more than that. Um, and and that that man, you couldn't have said it any any more true. Uh, being able to look at back in the day where where people had to use internships, and now everybody's like. What it does? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work for free. Why would I do that? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a so, different time. so somebody different with time. a somebody with a young company, um, first, what would they need to come in to work with you? What stage in their business do they need to be at to to come in? So now, now we're a little bit pickier. Yes, um, with how we're working with people. But what we've done <clears throat> is we've set up different levels of, of how we can serve people. So that way, if somebody is like, Patrick, I've got zero dollars to my name and I need to be able to get started. I need to be able to start doing something. Then we have a path to start guiding those people from that. I've got nothing, but I know I've, I've got nothing financial to contribute, but I know I've got a whole lot to give to the world. I got a business inside of me then. OK, cool. There is a way for us to be able to sort of kind of work with them from a free perspective. And eventually, once they raise their capital up, then now it's OK, let's get let's get to doing some good work. And then we've got the people in between who's got a little bit of disposable income that they want to be able to convert their you know nine to five to now let me make this side hustle that I'm doing to become an actual business. Let me build a business, you know, in that in that regards. And then there are. The the majority, um, the the top of the of that of that scale there, the people now that we tend to focus on and and work with are people that they've already established that one they've got a proof of concept in what they're doing. They've got something already built as a proof of concept. They have you know a little bit more capital to be able to say, okay, I want to be able to push this proof of concept into an actual business. I want to I want to drive this thing a lot more stronger. That's the people now that where we where we're going through that process to be able to say, okay, 
let's work with you. Let's, you know, in my team, we get to do a lot of behind the scenes work, you know, building that, that particular business. But the goal is we want to be able to see, okay, let's help this person build their business. So it's operational. Let's make sure if we step away from the business, it's still operating um, as well. Um, so uh-huh. that's, that's really, you know, our true, our true goal is let's finish, let's walk away from the business and let the business continue to run by itself. That that's the ultimate. Um, granted, uh, our churn rate, at which people actually stay within our business, is somewhere around ten months. Okay. So even after we've worked with them, they still they still stay on. Um, but on the high side, um, it's three three years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we'll and, still continue. And that's to work good with that them. you're um, you know you're, you're becoming a, a coach for them and not a crutch. Yeah. You're like, look, at a certain point, you've got to go on. You've got to go fly on your own, right? We can't sit here and, and rely on lever forever. Yeah, I learned that part the hard way, though, honestly. Um, because in the beginning, I didn't realize, and, and, and I like the way you put it, a crutch, not a coach. I didn't realize I was a crutch to people. They were gaining success, but it was dependent on the fact that I had to physically do some stuff. I had to be there with them. I had to kind of guide them through certain things. And it was, it was just, I had a, okay, I'm not doing this no more. I I was stressed out, man. I was completely burnt out. (laughs) I was just burnt out. And if if I wasn't burnt out, I still would have been a crutch to other people, but I was burnt out to the point where I was like, this can't be happening. I'm on vacation. Why am I doing business? I'm on vacation. And, and when I start realizing that, you know, it's happening consistently, consistently, then I'm like, all right, I need to start, I need to change the business model a little bit. So that way we're able to get people in. We want to say, Hey, listen, we'll work with you. Six months is our normal timeline. Let's build, let's work with you for six months to a year. And, you know, depend on, depend on the timeline that the person needs, then we work with them, give them that opportunity to now transition from like month nine to now start saying, Hey, listen, I'm going to have to kick you out the nest. Like you got to fly. <laughs> You're going to learn how to fly at some point. But part of that process, what we like doing now, uh, you know, part of that shift in the, in the business model is being able to now teach people in the process. So rather than okay. just saying, Hey, this is what we need to do. You need to do this, 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 and that it's now, all right, I get it, but let me teach you the why. Let me teach you why I'm saying you mm. need to do this, why you need yeah. to do this, why you need to do this. Because then now if all I've taught you was just the how to, you don't really know when to turn on the why. Why do I need to turn on this marketing? Why do I need to turn off this marketing? You never know. And you just run every marketing and sales at every point in time. And so those are things that now we learn that process. I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta change the play a little bit. That gave us a little bit more to kind of work with from that point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, and then the people who join, um, you, you know, your company for consulting or for coaching, whatever it is that they're going to receive, they now already know from the beginning, look, I've got to work harder because this isn't forever. Mm-hmm. So I've got to start putting action behind what I'm what I'm learning, what I'm gaining from the company. Fact, fact, fact. And now now and, and we're I'm a I'm a I'm a technical person, man. So so, <laughs> so for me, it's like uh, I like I like numbers. I like being able to look at things from systems. Um, I, I take those systematic approach, you know, just like, all right, so. This is what the numbers are going to look like. When we start doing stuff, you're going to fail this much percentage. You're going to have this much percentage of success. And it's so crazy, man. 
your calf. It's so crazy that the numbers always just line up. It always almost lines up exactly in the percentage, the way, the rate at yeah. the, the rate at which things happen. It's almost like clockwork, where it's just like now we just know. All right, when you get started, you get started this way. Okay, let me see. This is where you're going. All right, you're gonna have this percentage of success. You're gonna have this percentage of failure. Accept it right now, and let's move right past it. Let's. We know this is our baseline numbers. Let's blow right past it, and so that becomes now scientific in a way. Yeah, that's good to be data driven. So then you're not guessing at your approach, especially for business. Yeah. Look, I don't yeah. know if if you don't have that information and that data, you don't know how much money you're losing or how much money you're pouring into a thing that's not working or generating revenue. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, it, it's it's key, man. It's key. It's it's being able to being able to for for our business, our our, our business is to help people build their business, right? So it's. <laughs> If that's something that we need to do, then we got to look at, you know, different key indicators to give it like, okay, so your business is growing just as the way we monitor our own business and look at our own business growth is the same way we want to be able to look at, you know, every client that we're working with and now look at that business growth and like, all right, so if we are, if the business is not growing, we know, all right, there's only three ways to increase your sales. There are five ways we can push your marketing. Like we know this is like, number base now we get to just play things from that particular standpoint and change how things need to get moved on from that standpoint so it, it makes it yeah i won't say easier but more simplified to be able to work work through helping people get their business moving on moving forward as well so i won't say it's easier no nah, no nah, it's never easy it's simple <laughs> yeah it's simple never easy. <laughs> it's never really easy no nah. Entrepreneurs really need to know about, um, you know, your company, um, you as a CEO, because one of my favorite books is The E-Myth Revisited. I don't know if you've ever heard of that yes, book. Yes, Michael Gerber. Love yes. it. Yes. Love it. So love a, it, love a lot it. of times people, they know the they know the, the, the craft, they know the talent of what they do, but what they lack is the business behind the business. The systems, the processes, that data that you're talking about. Yeah. And so getting with somebody like yourself can help them really turn that concept into a true business structure. Yeah, that's such a great book. That is such a great book, the E-Myth, um, because it, it started it started out the the thought process of for myself. So, okay, okay, so this is good. This is good. This is good. So this is good. From that book, he gave three personalities. <clears throat> yeah. He's like, there's a CEO, there is the manager, and then there's a technician. Those are the three different type of people that's going to be in your business. Um, as a CEO, you've got the vision. You've got, you're the visionary. You think about this. That you've got all these ideas. You need to have a technician come into the picture and like piece all of that stuff so that way it becomes an actual system and it's moving. But once it starts moving, then now well, you're going to need people to play, you know, to come and play. You need the manager to run the people. The technician yeah. sets the system up. The system runs the business. And that was just mind blowing for me when I like piece that whole thing together. I'm like, why am I trying to be the guy? I'm not the guy. I'm not the fix yes. guy. Yeah. I'm the technician guy that can help everybody's thing run. And and so so we created two aspects of our company where we created the the technician aspect and then we create the management aspect. So mm. that's where you know that that business management consulting firm. That's why Leverage started out as a business mark, uh, management consulting firm is. We knew 
my business partner, she is, she's the COO. So she knows how to work with people, teams, things like that. I know, I know that's not my strength. So I'm like, you know what? Find, find, find your strength, find people that would be your strength. And so she took on that role. I, I have the vision, but I'm not necessarily like the face, you know, type guy. She can be the face. I was okay with that. And so yes. she took the forward end of it. I was still running as a CEO, but I was staying behind the scenes while she was running the team and just taking on any of the public thing that needs to happen. She's the face um, that kind of goes out forward. And then over the years, I you know found my confidence, like we were talking about earlier. I found my confidence a little bit to now like, okay, I'm ready to step forward. And, and a big message that I will definitely pass through this is because I knew my weakness or something that I was building better on, I won't necessarily call it a weakness, but I was building up on that, on that area, which was the public aspect. I didn't want to stop the business because I am not quote unquote ready. Yeah. And that's, that's where a lot of entrepreneurs, we go through this process where we think we're not ready. And then we fail to find that it's not your, it's not about how you do it. It's just, you find your who find who can do it better than you can and work with that person. If you got to split your company up, you split your company up, you work with that person to grow the whole company, mm. but you find the who to build, you know, and, and that was what it was for me, kind of learning from, uh, from that book, pick that yeah. up. And I was like, yo, I got to find the people who, who are the right people to help me kind of put my crazy ideas into motion. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it just kind of, it just, it just, it just one step at a time, man. Uh, ups and downs, though. Ups and downs. I'm not gonna say it's like all oh, nice and rosy where it was all growing. No, no, no. Ups and downs. Lots of failure. Lots of me learning how to be a leader in the yeah. process. Learning how to like take on that that positioning and the the expansion to the business now becomes now we have the quote unquote entrepreneur CEO. So yeah. we have the entrepreneur CEO. We have the management consulting or the management aspect of the business, and we have the technician aspect of the business. So that way, that e-myth book that you just mentioned, we took those three personalities and we built those three personalities. So now we can plug into any business and help them with those three, one or all three of those personalities just by learning. That's why when you said that book, I was like, man, Michael Gerber didn't know what he did to me when he wrote that book. Right. But, yeah. I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the book, too. Got a lot from it. But I caught something that you said just a little while ago and you were talking about uh, working on vacation. Why is it so important to you to vacation? I see hmm. you, you. You travel a lot. You enjoy <laughs> travel. Why is that important? Man, I, I, I have to um, work life balance is a big thing. It's 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 a it's a very, very huge thing um, for myself. It's a very huge thing for my team as well is. We, we, we have times where we completely shut down the company where it's like, we're not working with any clients during this timeline just to force everybody is like, go spend time with family. You don't have a family. All right, cool. Go spend time alone. (laughs) But, but the vacation aspect for me actually started when I was broke. Mm. That's when the vacation started. Um, It wasn't that I was taking vacation at the time, but it was my escape. It was, it was, it was a way for me to like, do something more. Um, uh, most people know me as a foodie. So when I, when I needed to like, just experience, I've, I've had a long day. I need to like detox or, you know, unwind. I'd go find a, you know, mom and pop restaurant and just chill, try out new foods, learn about the culture. And so vacationing was an extension of that because then I didn't have the money to do it. And then when I started having the cash flow to do it, then I was like, well, I can go see another country. 
And so it, it became a thing that slowly, slowly, slowly kind of creeped in now where it's in the last eight years, at least, sorry, in the last six years, um, I have spent at least one month out of the U.S. where it's just like, I'm completely unplugged from U.S. I'm just oh, out a there. month straight or a month over the course of the year? No, a whole month, just like a whole month out in I one think, city. Hey, hey, Patrick, <laughs> I think you just set a new goal for me because I've never... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, for, I, I love vacation. I love traveling. I've been yeah. all around the world, you know, and stuff. I, I love seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we travel. We travel. But I like short vacations. I like yeah. to recharge in four or five days. And yeah. honestly, I get I get antsy about getting back to work. I need to I need to fix that. I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, when I'm on when I'm on that extended vacation, I do get that. Like, all right. I need to get back to work. I need to get back to work. Kind of a kind of a thing. Um, in the beginning, yes, I, I still, I still, I was a little bit, you know, like, can I be gone this long? Is it okay to be gone this long? And then, as I started building the team, building out the systems, then now I know, okay, this is something that's already being built. This system runs the business, and I'm just, I'm, I'm overseeing. I'm just checking in, like, all right, how's everything going? All right, everything's cool. Check the back. All right, yeah, yeah, you're cool. All right, let's continue then. <laughs> so, hey, look, look, you know Toya. I'm going to have to cut this part out because if she hears about this 30 day vacation, I'm in trouble. It's, you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. You're in trouble. We're sure with that one. Nah, but it just, it just, I, I love the, 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 the extended vacation just allows you to like pause, stop mm. completely, you know, because. Like you, like you mentioned, it's like when I take the couple of days, four or five day vacation, maybe I go to Mexico or something like that. Yeah. I'm still not completely unplugged. I'm like, my brain is like still attached. It's, it's not until like past week one, then I am no longer a tourist. Now I'm a local. What does a local do? Then my brain just completely shift away from work. That's when I'm no longer a tourist. And now I'm like, all right. Let me go, let me go live the way these people live. You know, let me see how they do things here. Let me go to whatever, whatever thing that they do, kind of a yeah. that's now I get to like really soak in the experience of like my trip and just taking in the culture where I'm at. Yeah. Man, I, I like that. I think you you might be the only person I've ever known that that's done that. And I I like it. It's inspirational right there. Grazie, grazie, grazie. I enjoy it, man. I enjoy it. Travel, travel is just one of those things where it gives you, it gives you talk about connectivity. Like it's a different, yeah. it gives you a different perspective of, of people. Um, and for me, it's like when I, when I connect travel and the food aspect of it, 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 it just gives me a completely different, different view on life. You know, it, it completely. So speaking of, you know, last month, last month I was in Japan and I was over there. At first I was like, do I want to take this trip? Do I want to take this trip? After like the first three days, I'm like, oh, wait, I kind of like this place. Like it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, started, it started changing, you know, the different, the, just certain things and how they do things. Now, of course, I'm not going to fall in love with everything that every, every culture does, but the biggest thing was just like, they are probably the most structured people I have ever come in contact with. Like structured, like there, it's a country where if, if it's almost like someone wrote an SOP for the country, like this is how you operate. 
the country <laughs> system, right? <laughs> and so I was there and I'm like, man, the system part of my head just like clicked in and I'm like, I started, I started catching the little, it wasn't like anyone mentioned it. It was just, I'm on the road and I'm like, why are they doing this? And this people are doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I started seeing the system just in operation and it's just an unsaid scenario where people just moving and it's that gave me a completely different appreciation for just the entire Japanese culture because I didn't know crap about the Japanese culture until I went in there and I'm like oh man mad respect I, I watch samurai movies and I'm like why do they have this whole respect thing to like to a whole different level and I got there and I'm like oh I get it yeah they need to have that but see that's the thing it's like that's what that's what travel does for you is because until you see it and experience it for yourself there's nothing like it seeing those people that culture that different religions different foods yeah it's it's incredible yeah yeah it it gives you it gives you a a totally 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 different different perspective but um definitely doing a extended ones you know it, it kind of takes it to a whole different a whole different level you know because you 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 really start like I came back understanding a few Japanese words and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? What just happened right now? Hey, don't talk because, about me. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I started picking up a few things and I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. But but it's, you know, in a, from a general standpoint, you're right, though. It, it, it really, it really, you don't know. A lot of times it's we don't know what we don't know. And, and so when we travel, when you, when you get a chance to like, and travel don't necessarily mean you have to go outside of California. I mean, um, outside of the U.S. Travel yeah. literally could just mean I'm leaving SoCal and I'm going to NorCal because life in Northern California versus SoCal is like oh, yeah. nice two day. different worlds. Yeah. And so it's travel just means getting outside of that circle, right? Just getting outside of that comfort zone. And I can bring travel right back into entrepreneurship is. As an entrepreneur, we stay in our own little bubble. We stay, we try as much as possible to stick to our own lane and we try not to venture outside of that lane because it's uncomfortable. Travel is the most uncomfortable thing that you can do that gives you so much comfort. If that makes sense. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oddly enough, yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's 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 what it is. It's like you just completely go out of your comfort zone. You don't know what to expect. Mm. Anything can change. Anything can happen at any freaking moment, and you have zero control of it because it's not your normal space. Yes, that's entrepreneurship. Man, hey, great way to put a stamp on it. <laughs> Look, I want to be respectful of your time. You are a CEO. You got a, a large team, a lot of people to worry about. So. Um, I got something that I love to do. I don't know if you're familiar with this segment of the show, but the name of the show is Success Leads Clues Podcast. So I'd like to point out a couple of clues that I picked up during our conversation, but I'm quite sure the audience is going to pick up some some of their own clues. Please, please. So so one thing I picked up is um, um, your servitude, right? So you have to have an, an altruistic spirit in order to work for somebody, especially for free. But the things that you do inside your current business to help other people is just really giving of yourself. Yes, it's a business and yes, you do it for money, but the way you do it is just incredible. And I think that really helps to grow and expand your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. It does. 
100%. Another thing that I noticed is um, the time that you take to educate and still grow yourself. Obviously, we talked about the book, The E-Myth, but there's so many others that you continue to read. You go to seminars. You go to trainings yourself. And so yeah. you could easily say, look, I'm a CEO. I'm up here. And, it, and that's your ceiling. But you continue to grow and develop and build yourself. And I think, of course, that helps also improve mm-hmm. your business. Oh, that, that is, that is crucial. That is 100% crucial because if, if, if we're not growing, we're just dying slowly, you know, in that process. And, and it's like the book, the e-myth that you mentioned, you know, there, there are tons of books, there are tons of seminars out there and being able to go through those learning, it's, it's allowing me to to find more of myself. And that's what it, that's what learning. It's like, I get to see things from other people's perspective and learn from them. That is so true. And I know you see that's the, that's, you know, that is one thing that, that you guys, you and Toya, you guys, you guys are constantly, I think easily. Now I try to do this like once a quarter, you guys easily every month are like at some seminar, you guys are learning, taking notes, doing, doing some kind of a, of a growth aspect as well within your business. And it's showing it's people can see it. Like you said, success lives good. You guys, are, you guys, you guys have that thing that is just constantly growing and it all, it all connects. It all connects in, in the sense of like what you guys are learning and how you guys are picking up information where how like picking up books and, and learning things, man. Yeah. That that's, that's a big, that's a big, 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 big key for for anyone. Yep. Thank you. And um, I also want to point out the uh, travel aspect because so many people are, I almost want to say badgered for going on vacation or for taking time out for their self to, you know, enjoy the moment. And a lot of times you can be, um, you can be resentful of yourself because look, Hey, I could be doing more of my business. I could be doing work, but sometimes you have to unwind and relax and and take life in and enjoy it. Mm. Enjoy the moments. Oh, I like that one. Take life in. That's it. That's it right there. We work so hard, man. Take a moment and like live it a little bit. Don't wait until you like can't move no more. And then you yeah, what life. you working for? <laughs> what you working for? <laughs> you, know, you can't move no more. Now you want to take a trip. You know, so yeah, take life in. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to write that one down. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for everything. Thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for your story and being so open. And um, hopefully, actually, not even hopefully, I know for a fact it's going to help a lot of people um, to grow their business, especially once they find out the business of running their business that you shared with us. Uh, Much appreciated, man. I really appreciate you having me on. Um, Truly, truly, truly. I honor this time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving me this time as well. Absolutely. You can dream it. You can achieve it. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Be sure to follow Dr. K on Instagram at Dr. K Washington or the podcast page at Success Leaves Clues podcast. We'll see you here next time.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.